Okay, thanks for joining. We're going to be talking about the principles of sacred geometry in just a moment. And we're just about to get rolling here. Hello and welcome. It's Dr. Ariel Policano with GeniusBioFeedback.com and the Frequency of 528 podcast. It's my pleasure to um, be with you today in the Frequency of 528. Those of you who may know that 528 hertz is a very significant number. It's a solfeggio number that connects you and aligns you to the principles of divinity, the principles of love. And when you are aligning yourself with the frequency of 528, you can experience transformation, miracles, incredible spontaneous remissions, healing. You could listen to um, music with 528 hertz. You could um, run the genius on 528 hertz and generate that frequency. So we love that the podcast is named after one of the most powerful frequencies. It really is the frequency of divine love. And of course, the podcast is brought to you by the wonderful and amazing Genius Biofeedback system. It's a system that allows you to work on your mobile phone or tablet for <clears throat> amazing uh, transformation through the power of quantum biofeedback. And it assesses your voice. And through your voice, it analyzes all the things going on within you. It analyzes and assesses you as a frequency, then compares you to other frequencies that are in the program and gives you a comparison score that tells you how much you may be out of balance in a particular area. It's really nice because this type of quantum biofeedback tool is available to everyone. It's priced that way. You can use it for your family, for friends. There's no limit to the amount of people that you can analyze with the genius. And we even allow you to use it for free for 14 days, no obligation, no credit card. If you're interested, we'll provide you with a personal demonstration scan with one of our very qualified trainers. So if you want to learn more about the genius, please go to geniusbiofeedback.com. It's just the word genius and then biofeedback together and dot com, geniusbiofeedback.com. Now, today on the podcast, on the podcast, we interview people and we will have a lot more guests coming up in the upcoming weeks in the field of frequency and energy, sometimes holistic health, Chinese medicine, aura, chakras, things like that. And we also talk on the podcast about particular uh, different frequency and energy technologies or principles. And today we're going to be talking about a principle of energy and frequency, which is actually sacred geometry and all things, um, the energy of the universe, quantum physics, frequency, they're all um, intertwined with the energy of sacred geometry. And on the genius itself, there's a library for sacred geometry. And there's a lot to talk about here. The goal really in understanding sacred geometry is finding principles within this that you can apply to your life 
and utilize in order to improve your life in some way. And that is the perspective or vantage point that we're talking about sacred geometry from today. We want to make it as practical as possible, as understandable as possible. And this will be the first podcast on sacred geometry of several. So consider this to be a part one, because really uh, we could talk for probably 20 episodes about sacred geometry. And it really is fascinating. And the more that you dive into it, the further you go. But you can see sacred geometry about a way to learn about yourself and to learn about the universe. And whenever we view something like Metatron's cube, which is being shown here on the screen, for those of you maybe listening, I'll tell you what's on the screen. You can look online, Google images for Metatron's cube. So Metatron's cube, when you look at it, it being made with the measurements and uh, and lines and angles and shapes of sacred geometry you can align you can experience a sense of peace and of calmness in looking at it so often just studying or observing sacred geometry is very pleasurable because it takes you to a place within yourself which is your own divinity it centers you it is aligning yourself with the principle of coherence and order So when your body is working at optimal frequency, it is said to be in a state of coherence. You can think about this as the cells being ordered and organized, and you feel like calm and centered and everything is wonderful. And you're in the, you know, just sitting in this place, like you think of the the eye of the hurricane being completely calm. So you're in that very centered and grounded place. Even looking at sacred geometry, you are experiencing a frequency being generated by the mathematical configurations being shown as the shapes. So there is an entrainment happening in a similar way to when you listen to or run a rife frequency or when you play a genius frequency. As you look at and meditate on sacred geometry, you are entraining and aligning the frequency literally being generated by the shape that you are looking at. So it's an incredibly powerful ally to start to bring these shapes and pictures into your life and use them for positive transformational change in your own life. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So the first geometry that we're showing here is Metatron's cube. And overall, sacred geometry is referred to as the architecture of the universe. It is the foundation of all nature. When you go out and look at leaves and trees and the ocean and mountains, they they are all in growing and existing in their form in some way related to sacred geometry. The progression of all natural growth of leaves and plants and vegetables is in the progression of something called the golden ratio, which we're going to look at today. So because of this um, principle that all of these things are mirrored in nature, when we're looking at nature, we're looking at sacred geometry. And so by viewing nature, we are also aligning ourselves to that frequency. And so when we're around plants and trees and mountains, you know, why do we feel good? So part of it is we're out in getting more oxygen. 
uh, positive or probably negative ion experience. And all of those things are wonderful, but part of it is because our eyes are viewing and entraining the frequency of sacred geometrical constructs around us in uh, the vegetation and everything that we're looking at that comes from nature. So sacred geometry is said to be the, the language of the universe. It has a creative formula that is the very life of existence. When we look at some of the sacred geometry today, it really can be related to even the division of our cells happens in a sacred geometrical pattern. And so it's fascinating. You'll see it in one place and then you'll see it in another place and then you'll start recognizing it in this place. And it really is amazing to start to meditate on and recognize these different patterns. So it provides a vibrational blueprint for the construction of matter, for the construction of life. And geometry itself, sacred geometry is all about relationships, how the different shapes and mathematics and angles are relating to each other. So right now we're looking at a, a sacred geometry known as a yantra. And when you meditate on the yantra, it can take you, you can sort of see Metatron's cube within there and then some triangles. So you're getting the energy of the triangles. And then you're getting the energy of the six-sided um, figure, the hexagon, and you're getting all types of different sacred geometrical constructs in the meditation on this shape. And what they use yantras for in India is um, like a mystical experience to take you to a place deeper within yourself, to allow that opening of the crown chakra for you to go deeper into meditation by focusing on this particular shape. So you can see we're going to talk about some of these things being shown on the screen. We can see the progression of one cell dividing into uh, one cell dividing into two cells, then in dividing into more cells. We're going to look at that from the circle and then the vesica Pisces. And eventually those become the egg of life. And then the egg of life becomes what's called the fruit of life. And the fruit of life becomes the flower of life. And we're going to talk about those as well. They're really related to how all life ultimately grows and progresses. And we'll talk about Metatron's cue. But um, I remember as a kid doing spirograph. Did you do that as a kid? And some of that, I think, was even an attempt to create sort of these uh, sacred geometrical shapes because they had a lot of similarities to the evenness and the uniformity um, and the, the symmetry of actual sacred geometry. So when we look at these, we can actually experience healing. So viewing sacred geometry can be a form of healing yourself. And artists that take their cue and paint or draw in sacred geometrical mathematics that art will seem much more appealing, will seem much more aesthetically pleasing, because again, the universe, which is in the sacred geometrical mathematics, is within us. And so we're seeing, and it represents the truth or the perfection. So for, in other words, when our cells are healthy and there is healthy cell growth, then we are in coherence and we are aligned uh, with the energy of sacred geometry and nature. Now, 
when we talk about coherence, it would be like the cell divides in order to replicate and it grows at a certain pace. And then it actually has a life cycle. It goes into something called apoptosis and it dies off when it's supposed to. Well, when we're not aligned, when we're incoherent, when we're somehow not in vibrational order, then different things can happen to cells. So we know that when there is not apoptosis or a cell grows out of control, what is that considered to be? We all know that as some type of cancer. But if we're in the vibration of cancer, wouldn't it be possible if we looked at sacred geometry and a lot and went out in nature and aligned ourselves with the vibration of coherence that maybe that other vibration would fall away? Well, that is sort of the principle also of how we utilize the genius biofeedback system by aligning ourselves with coherent frequencies and soaking ourselves um, into that frequency, then the other frequencies of negativity and dis-ease may fall away. So sacred geometry is um, allows us to satisfy our left brain and our right brain. So it satisfies our left brain for logical and sequential data, the beauty of the shapes and the symmetry, the order, um, the, the, the beautiful, um, the just the beautiful alignment of all the shapes coming together, even as we look at this visual here uh, that we're seeing on the um, slides. And also satisfies your right brain's desire for random, intuitive, and subjective data. So by focusing on sacred geometry, it can take you into a place of deep creativity. So can it just by focusing on these ordered and coherent constructs, um, parts of sacred geometry, it can take you, it can cause your brain activity to go into deep gamma waves of where you feel very inspired and creative. Because again, these are act, these are like activation energies that are sparking off things deep within you, which may have remained hidden, and now we can let them out. So we're showing you here that 64-sided tetrahedron. What happens to you when you focus on that tetrahedron? It has been said that if you look at the Merkaba, that the human soul actually travels through consciousness in that Merkaba construct. So there's so many elements that are amazing about sacred geometry to consider. And really in understanding the universe, how the universe works is very connected to mathematics and unraveling the meaning of numbers and sacred geometry. And that will it will reveal something to us about the universe that has remained very mysterious. So diving into this information is incredibly fascinating and, and pleasurable at the same time. So as I said, nature is really filled with sacred geometry. And we're going to particularly see that with the seashell, with the Nautilus seashell that is often shown. We're going to look at that and we're going to see why they reference that when talking about uh, sacred geometry and the progression of something called the Fibonacci sequence. But the truth is that everything you see in nature has that same element of perfection, which is made manifest visibly through mathematics through the mathematical relationships of everything, the tree, the branches, everything that you're seeing has its own ele element of mathematical perfection. 
And so when we see it, we instantly usually find it very pleasurable to look at, to study, to meditate on. Again, it's representing the infinite universe within us. Okay, when we meditate or focus in on sacred geometry, we're in training the energy of perfection. Looking at the different objects in sacred geometry can help to calm us and create feelings of well-being. So if you look on YouTube itself and there are um, any maybe animations that show sacred geometry progressions, that'd be something that'd be wonderful to just view maybe while you're listening to the genius frequencies or classical music or some type of um, maybe the Benedictine monks music, um, the, the chanting, the Gregorian chanting or jazz or something like that. So those things all kind of go together and create the same type of coherence within you. So these are different ways for you to um, get into that state of being. Now, sacred geometry helps to um, enhance our ability to recognize patterns. So there's pattern recognition development through meditating on sacred geometry. It's said to be the universe, the union of pattern and symbolism. So there's a pattern that is being shown and repeated and uh, sometimes going into infinite repetitions within sacred geometry, but surviving the survival, like in the wilderness actually depends on recognizing patterns. In other words, reading the signs of nature. So in studying sacred geometry, you're learning to read the signs of nature. So aligning yourself with nature allows you to be more in tune with the natural patterns of life. Everything in life happens according to particular patterns. There's an ebb and flow to everything. So there's going to be some days where we have really high energy. There's going to be some days when we have really low energy. If you want to look into that, go and search for different programs or apps online that plot your biorhythms. So you yourself, based on your date of birth, have certain times of the the year and throughout the monthly cycles that you're going to go to the tippy top apex of your vibrant high energy. And And then just the same way, it will go into a valley and you'll have times when you're very low points of energy and just dragging and you can't figure out why. Well, some of it is just based on the you know, the tides of energy, just the ebbs and flows of energy. And you can look up three different parts of um, biorhythms, which would be a physical aspect, um, an emotional aspect. And there's one more that you can consider. I think it might be like brain, your ability to concentrate and have good mental. It would be like a mental biorhythm as well. And so you can actually plan vacation or work, uh, work times, times when you're going to be working really hard, you know, based on your biorhythm, but everything in life has that type of pattern. So they're going to be ups and downs. If you're in alignment with nature, okay, like just for an, as an example, you always get up with the sunrise and you go to sleep close to the sunset, then you are forcing sort of an alignment with the natural circadian rhythms, the natural rhythms of the world around you. And if you do that, you will experience more harmony and more peace because you're entraining those frequencies of the divine energy of the universe. 
So again, focusing or studying sacred geometry or being out and really observing nature when you're out there um, connects you with those principles. And there's some of the principles of the actual sacred geometry that even go into sounds. So when you're outside and you hear birds chirping, that is healing in and of itself. There is a perfection or coherence to the sound of the chirping. And when you hear it, it creates a healing, coherent, organizing experience within you. So these are all ways that you can use to heal yourself, to uplift yourself, and to uh, really sort of make all the functioning of the body better. The HeartMath Institute says that the state of coherence is when you are in a state of organization, but also a state where your physiology is able to express itself at its highest level of functioning. And so as an example with heart math, if you meditate for 10, 15, 30 minutes a day, when you're in that state, you're moving into a state of the heart rate variability where it decreases the heart rate variability and you move into a state of coherence. So it's similar as you begin to align yourself with nature and take advantage of meditating on sacred geometry. Now, to give you an idea of some of the aspects of sacred geometry, we want to talk about the Fibonacci sequence. The Fibonacci sequence is not maybe a geometrical construct, but it's um, a progression of numbers. And this progression of numbers represents all the types of growth, all the types of growth and creation in the universe. It is the numerical, magical sequence of creation. And if you're into math and numbers, you, you got to love this. It's like, Maybe as a kid, if you like math and numbers at all, you might have noticed numbers like numbers on clocks, the digital numbers and so forth and been fascinated with seeing certain numbers. And part of that is because there are certain patterns within numbers. You're, you're recognizing those patterns. And of course, there's frequency being expressed through the numbers. So you're picking up on that frequency expression. In a way, it's encoded information that you are interpreting in some way. And so it has meaning and it's fascinating to learn that meaning. So in the course of um, all your num numerical analysis, you may have come across the Fibonacci sequence. So a cell grows in accordance with the Fibonacci sequence, the, the movements through just a embryonic development and every other species grows in this way. So uh, all, all plant life grows in this way. So a tree, a tomato plant, uh, everything that you could possibly be growing, you know, moss, even uh, bacteria or viruses, everything is uh, in this Fibonacci sequence. So the sequence is made up of a series of numbers and you could think about it as being like a number or a numerical game. So in the Fibonacci sequence, we're constantly adding the last summed number and then the next number in progression. So for example, zero plus one equals one, right? So then we go one plus one equals two. So now we have two. So then two plus the previous number 
is going to give us three. And then three plus the previous number is going to give us five. Five plus the previous number is going to give us eight. Eight plus the previous number, sorry, that should be a comma there, is going to give us 13. 13 plus the previous number is going to give us 21. And then 21 plus the previous number gives us 34. So this magical progression of numbers of adding the, the one that we've gotten the sum of that we've arrived at, and then the previous one, the one that preceded it, is creating a numerical sequence called the Fibonacci sequence. And this is the exact sequence of how cells divide and grow or any plant, anything in the universe will develop or grow in the same numerical sequence. So there's some type of divine progression or divine meaning contained within these numbers. And artists can take this progression and turn it into a picture. And when we look at the picture, if it's used as this sequence of mathematics, we will look at the picture and find it to be stunning, amazing, captivating. And we don't know why, but it's because we're, it's like we're looking out at the ocean or we're looking into the forest. All of those sacred geometrical progressions are sparking off some magic within us. And just like, it's literally like aligning yourself with the divine or aligning yourself with perfection. Okay. So we just see it again in case you missed it, right? Continue to add the two, the two, the, the new number. And then the previous number together, zero plus one equals one, one plus one equals two, one plus two equals three and so on. Now, what's amazing is if you take that and you plot it like a nesting of squares, so this little one is one, right? And then this little one, so if we just measured it, let's say it's a millimeters or something like that, okay? A millimeter, a millimeter, or it would be like two square millimeters, right? And then three square millimeters would take up this much space. Well, the weird thing is that then five is the sum of all of this, right? Space, interesting. Oh, a little bit more. That's actually not quite right. It's not, it's not exactly even. So, but this represents five. And then eight is this rectangle up here. And then 13 is this space up here, 21. So these are all, we call them these like nesting squares. And then 34 is up here. And then if you sort of plot all of the endpoints, which is what they're doing here, right? Then it creates this incredible spiral and we start to see the shape of that Nautilus shell. And so it is a visual representation and there's something very significant to spirals as well, right? Because the, the spiral, the whirling dervish, and we, we said that when we're born, like our soul just sort of spirals into existence. There's a very interesting... Um, energy or vibration to the energy of spirals. They seem to have a very dynamic energy. So this is the physical mathematical expression or visualization of sacred geometry. And we have a little clip here. And I think we can see, I don't know if there's any sound. I think we can see this. Yeah. The first cell then goes to, this is like a sequence of um, counting it to two cells, 
and it gives you a timer here. And then with the second cell, we go to the third cell, which is three cells. So now that's the Fibonacci sequence, right? It was one to two to three. And then this third cell becomes five. And then the fifth, whoops, sorry, no, the fifth second, okay, becomes eight cells. Well, that's the next progression, one, three, one, one, two, three, five, eight. And so then it continues um, in the progression of the cells according to those Fibonacci numbers. Let's see if we can see it one more time, try to understand it. The first cell matures in one second, the first cell. So that's number one. And then two second and two cells, the creation of the second cell structure two. So one plus one equals two. And then the third second, we get three cells. So the third number in the Fibonacci sequence is three. And the next one should be five. The fourth second, you get five cells. And then the next iteration, we should get eight. And this continues as the Fibonacci sequence goes on 13, 21, 34, 55. So if we looked at the actual embryonic development, we would count the cells in the same sequence as the Fibonacci sequence. Now, it's really interesting if you take the Fibonacci numbers and you divide them in ascending order by each other, it approaches this really interesting number called phi which is 1.61 or 1.618, which is also referred to as the golden ratio. So this golden ratio number is another number that is um, featured in the, the Genius Biofeedback System when you look at that sacred geometrical pattern. So if you're one of our genius users and you're watching this today, this will really also help you in utilizing your genius. And the Fibonacci sequence is in there as well. So the spiral, a spiral itself is created, as we saw in the last picture, through these nesting golden rectangles that spiral out using the phi ratio. So if we go to the Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence, right? One, one, two, three, right? So one and one is two, two and one is three, three and two is five, five and three is eight. Now you're starting to get it, right? And now what we do now, you didn't know you were gonna do so much mathematics in this podcast, right? So now we're gonna divide each number by the previous number. So one divided by one would be one. Two divided by one would be two. Three divided by two would be 1.5. And then we would take five divided by three, eight divided by five. And interestingly enough, the sequence goes like this. One, two, 1 1.5, 1 1.6, 1.615, 1.6176, 1 1.6179. 1 and it sort of goes into this infinite sort of decreasing amount, uh, decreasing amount of difference, right? Just a smaller and smaller increment of the number and approaches 1.618. So there's something really magical about this number 1.618. It's this golden ratio or phi that represents an energy or a frequency uh, which is related to all creation in the world and all natural progression of growth in the world. So when we return to the beautiful nesting squares, they actually are formed 
out of the golden ratio. So the golden ratio is the key. This 1.61 number is really the key to um, these beautiful spirals, which we see all in nature. Right? So we can use this 1.618 in creating art. It creates something as beautiful as a spiral. Creating art using, we can create art using the sacred geometrical calculations for the shapes. So this 1.618 golden ratio is reflected everywhere. The nautilus shell, the center of the sunflower, the beautiful, um, is it a fern? Uh, whatever you know, plant this is, we see it all over the place. Um, and so all of these things, the actual spiral itself contains the sacred geometrical energy or frequency of that 1.618, which comes out of the calculations of the Fibonacci sequence. Now, as you know, people have commented on Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa for however, how, you know, hundred centuries, let's just say centuries, right? So for centuries, they've looked at the Mona Lisa and just said, gosh, it's fascinating. It's mysterious. What is it? Why is it so alluring? Why do we, why are we captivated by it? Well, it turns out good old Leonardo created this picture all using sacred geometry. That is the reason I believe when we look at it, we're captivated by it because it's like looking out onto the ocean or looking out into the forest or looking at something in nature that's quite breathtaking. So he knew how to construct this in a way that seemed perfectly natural, but guess what? He was using sacred geometry the entire time. And we're showing now on the screen, those nesting squares can be directly correlated and overlaid the particular picture um, of the Mona Lisa. And this was just very intentionally. And so I think it's the technical correctness of Leonardo to be able to build this into something we didn't suspect was sacred geometry, but somehow um, just drew us in with that level of perfection. When you're really drawn or find something so so wonderful, it's often because it is reflecting back to you the divine within yourself, your own perfection. Okay, now another aspect of sacred geometry and something that we've studied in the um, genius is related to the flower of life. So the flower of life, when we look at this, this is a symbol that has been found all over the world, um, especially famous is in ancient Egypt. They found this in the temples and inscribed on the temples, in the ground. And it's also been found all over the world in ancient uh, temples and uh, places of worship and things like that. So it's been fascinating to see it in different places. And it's a universal sacred geometrical construct that represents sort of all the secrets of life can be evoked by meditating on the flower of life. Even when you just look at the sacred geometry here, you're sort of drawn in. You want to focus, you want to meditate. You're fascinated just by the shapes and the geometry and the symmetry. And again, you're looking at a 
vibrational frequency made manifest or visible. And when you meditate on that, you're, you're healing things within yourself. You're calming yourself down. You're feeling more relaxed. You're feeling in more alignment with nature. So it has incredible value for you in your own transformation to bring these shapes into your daily life and have little stickers or drawings of them in your, in your, in your home or your workplace to remind you of the perfection within yourself and to create that state of coherence. All right. So all life comes from one singular source that's represented by the flower of life and experience a deeper knowing within you by meditating. Just take some time to look at all the shapes and, oh my gosh, when I look at that, I can see a flower and I see the petals and then I see all these circles that intersect and then they create another entire shape. And then there's several different shapes that are similar that are all represented in the flower of life. In a way, that's how we are as a being. So there's something in the flower of life that is actually inside of us. And so to that point, let's see if we can, oops, keep going here. It starts with one circle or cell, if you think about it. So the circle has no end point. It's the infinite, 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 <laughs> infinity and unity of all and represents eternity. So when we look at the circle, right, it's, it is infinity, it's perfection. So it all starts with that one circle, but then the circle can become two. One cell divides into two. Isn't that interesting? And so then that, these two intertwined energies are actually, can almost imagine a birthing energy from this Vesica Pisces, right? And a very sort of a, a female energy being, you can imagine or sort of lay that upon what you're seeing. And it's no accident. This represents the energy of birthing, of creation, of new beginnings. So you can look and meditate on the Vesica Pisces when you want a very auspicious new beginning, when you want to birth something new within yourself you can use and meditate on the Vesica Pisces. Then if two becomes three, so these three inter, interlocking circles, right? So in cell division, they're dividing more. You get something called the tripod of life or the triquetra, right? The energy of three is very, very special. Um, and this is not the energy of creation. This is a little bit different, but this is the energy of balance, the energy of harmony. And so that's a little bit different. And then this triquetra becomes the egg of life. And interestingly enough, it's represented by um, all of this overlapping. The ratio between the spaces and the overlapping circles represents the gaps between full time and semitones on the musical chromatical scale. So there's something about the energy of music itself and harmony that is within the egg of life, which is the next sort of the cluster of cells dividing moves into the egg of life. And then from the egg of life, it moves into the flower of life. The typical depiction of the flower of life always stops after 19 circles. The remaining circles are hidden outside the bounds of the outer circle. In the past, the image of the flower of life was so sacred that it could not be allowed to become common knowledge. So by seeing the flower of life, these all interconnected circles, it would remind you of who you truly are, not a slave or a um, 
a limited being, but part of the fabric of the infinite universe and incredibly powerful. So the flower of life is said to be the actual blueprint of the universe and the basic design of every atomic and molecular structure, life form, essentially everything in existence. From the flower of life, you can actually make a progression to something called Metatron's cube. And it connects uh, 13 circles with uh, straight lines. It's beautiful to look at. And it really makes you think of uh, hexagons and tetrahedrons. And it's a almost when you look at the Metatron's cube, it suggests three-dimensionality. So Metatron's cube includes five platonic solids. We'll talk about the platonic solids next time, symbolizing underlying geometric patterns found throughout the universe. So it's like, think of Metatron's cube as like an unlocking, an unlocking of something really, of unlocking of a mystery. And so as you meditate on Metatron's cube, you're opening doors into the universe. So as you meditate on it, you may feel more creative, inspired, and it's also going to help you to feel healthier, to heal, to feel better. So even you could play the genius frequencies and focus on Metatron's cube and just meditate on it. And there's all types of beautiful art based on Metatron's cube that you could get through Etsy or create your own or look online for all the different great images that are there. Okay, so just another view of Metatron's cube, and it's actually named after the Archangel Metatron, as you may have known, watches over the flow of energy and creation and provides a connection to the divine. Metatron's cube is balanced and provides a visual focal point for meditation. It can replace negative thoughts with positive ones. So that's really, really fascinating. A mystical three-dimensional cube. Dogs. A mystical three-dimensional cube used by Archangel Metatron to watch over the flow of energy connecting the earth and the divine. It spins with energy to help you replace negative thoughts with positive ones. And it reminds us that the universe wants us to discover personal power and use it for good. So Metatron's cube is so powerful to utilize. Well, let's um, change this here. And so we also want to talk today about the Taurus. And I just want to change this view here so that we can look at that. Awesome. And um, then I want to show you a couple of things here that I have to share with you, including something called a tesseract etheric pump. So we're gonna look at that, but let's just look at this last slide here. And Metatron's cube and then the Taurus. So yeah, so the Taurus comes from the Latin word meaning swelling. In sacred geometry, it is the first shape to emerge from the Genesis pattern. And the Taurus is found from in everything from atoms to life forms and even cosmic bodies such as stars, galaxies. It's the primary shape of existence. And so we've taken this toroidal shape and um, we had it constructed as one of our wonderful broadcasters. So this is a, tor a Taurus coil and you can connect it to your genius. Let's see if we can get the proper look. We're going to look at this on another camera view too. And you can utilize this connected to your genius and have the genius 
send frequencies through this torus coil. All right, now let's look at a couple of things on the other camera. So we're going to switch this view here to this one. And there we go. So this is called a tesseract etheric pump. And the tesseract is a profound concentrator of energy. So if you wanted to imprint something in a very powerful way, uh, whether it be water or, for example, let's look at this a little bit on the camera here. So this is uh, three different plates that have been put together that all have a sacred geometry within them. You can see the one that's below it. And so it's like a triple decker plate of um, sacred geometry on here. And so the, the it's said to create this sort of etheric pumping energy. And so what you would do with it is you would especially focus on things, just putting things right into the center, which is the main point of being able to transmit the energy. So you're going to get a very focused, tra precise transmission of the energy. So for example, if you ran the 528 hertz energy and you put that into water or to, into a gemstone, you would get a very potent and precise transmission of the energy based on the tesseract sacred geometry on here on its face, as well as the different um, sacred geometrical disks that are contained underneath it. And it's actually powered by battery power. So we know that it's connected. You can actually see a light over here showing the connection. So this is something really amazing to be able to connect to your Genius Biofeedback system. And you can put something like a bracelet on there and infuse the bracelet with the frequencies. And like I said, you could use gemstones. You could use these wristbands, right? The silicon wristbands. You could imprint water. We'll be able to see it very well, but we have a water bottle there that you can imprint as well. So a little spray bottle that you could do, but it's just a beautiful different form of a remedy plate utilizing everything being imbued, the frequencies being imbued through that beautiful tesseract shape. And uh, these are just really fun. As we've sort of branched out with the genius, we're starting to discover new imprinter plates, new broadcast plates, and they can be used for different reasons. And let's look again at that torus connection. So there's that toroid. I think if we put this underneath, it might be easier to look at. So you can see that beautiful torus coil. Um, and again, that can just simply be connected. If I just take this and I unplug this one here, we can just plug it in right there. And then that will be connected to the genus as well. Okay, let's go back to the other camera here. Okay, so we will have other um, classes, other podcasts on sacred geometry. If you like this topic, then let me know by sending me a message, Ariel at geniusbiofeedback.com, or leave me a comment. And of course, subscribe and like this video and share it with others if you felt like the information was helpful. And we're here every week at four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern time. You can join us live on the Zoom. You can join us live on YouTube. Send me a message at geniusbiofeedback.com. Suggest a topic or a guest that we should have on the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.
Bye-bye for now.